It's true. Very true. Yeah, that I don't think that's the issue, but you know, we'll be all right here on this lovely Wednesday, December 20th. This is the NBA Strategy Show. I am Josh Engelman. I am joined by Adam Scherer. We are brought to you by Sleeper. Ten games on the docket for today. And once again, they should have just dropped the 10 o'clock game and ended this bad boy at 8.30. But Greg Ehrenberg, get off my corner. See you tweeting about that last night. This is my shtick, not yours. Anyway, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow us both on Twitter. Adam, what's up? How's it going? Uh, Nothing exciting for me last night. Kind of just a completely normal slate where I lost a little bit of money. Yeah, it's it's weird. On small slates like that, I don't feel like those are my normal days. I feel like I either have a great day or a bad day. I don't ever feel like I thread the needle on a, on a short slate, but yeah, it was kind of just uneventful across the board. Ten games today, though. Four games at seven, which I wish we could have as like a slate that had real prize pools, but unfortunately, that's never going to be the case. The lone late-night hammer is going to be Boston and Sacramento. It's a weird slate. I have one play that I like way more than the rest, and I'm very curious to see where you end up on that play. But for now, ten games. You want to break it down? Yeah. The Utah Jazz are the first team up. Six and a half point underdogs in Cleveland, 228 total. Jazz are still without Jordan Clarkson and Keontae George. Uh, not much to write home about there. No Garland and Mobley on the Cleveland side. As I look at the Jazz, I mean, we're talking about a team going up against a solid enough defense, unquestionably a slow team, 26th in pace, 11% ownership coming into a $7,200 Colin Sexton. Uh, nobody else in double digits on DraftKings. I basically don't have these guys. Uh, they, you know, does Sexton look okay? Yeah. Does Walker Kessler look okay? Yeah. I don't think anybody looks great. Yeah, same page. Um, everybody's just priced up here. You know, you have Markin back. Horton Tucker's been in the starting lineup. He's up to 6,500. The only guys getting ownership at all really are Sexton at 7,200. Horton Tucker at 6,500. We have seen Sexton play well from a fantasy standpoint. Um, but again, that salary is just adjusted. We have him with a 10% chance of being optimal. We have Horton Tucker at 7%. So both of those guys pretty much correctly own. Nothing else really standing out at all. No, it's it's really unappealing. And uh, spoiler alert for the rest of this show, it, you're going to see a lot of that. We have... Jazz, Cavs, 228. Miami, Orlando, Minnesota, Philly, Knicks, Nets. Sorry, Knicks, Nets is in the 230s. Denver, Toronto, Lakers, Bulls, all in this like mid-220s range. And with how efficient pricing has been on DraftKings, it just looks like you're not going to squeeze anything out unless you have these ultra-high total games, these double fast-paced, bad defense-type teams. Yeah, I mean, looking at... Looking at ownership on DraftKings right now, the highest owned guy is at 35%. The next highest is 23%. There are four players projected for 20 plus percent ownership today. Yeah. And like some of those guys probably not sticking around by the time we get to the end of the day. I don't right. think 26% owned George Niang is going to be hanging around there. Let's have that conversation if we want to, as we switch it over to Cleveland. And I mean, straight out of the gate, like, do I think George Niang should be 25% owned today? No. Not at all, but I know why it's happening. I'm jamming George Niang as well. We have 25% ownership to Niang, 25 to Mitchell, 20 to Allen, 10 to Struess. What are you getting for Cleveland? Uh, so Niang's down to 18 for what it's worth. Um, oh, we ran it again? 
I, I guess it's he's just always been there in the one I ran. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, we got an update ten minutes ago. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. That that's why I'm trying to get stuff done. Um. We had one uh, a lot earlier today. Uh, okay. Uh. Yeah. So I mean, Mitchell at 10K getting 22% ownership, 16% chance of being optimal. Allen at 7K, 17%. They both look good. You know, no Mobley does mean increased playing time for Allen, uh, or at least you know when he's not fouling people aggressively uh, like he yeah. was last game. So you can't read into last game, play 28 and a half minutes, including overtime, but massive foul trouble that entire game. If he's able to avoid that here, you're looking at mid thirties, most likely in minutes for him. So makes sense at seven K same goes for Mitchell at 10 K obviously increased production with no Darius Garland and no Mobley. We once again saw him play the entire second half of the last game. I believe that makes two games in a row where he has not left the floor in the second half. It's yeah. increased playing time. It's increased production. Both of those guys look good. You get, at least the potential for increased minutes from Karis LeVert. He is still on a minutes limit, apparently. Uh, I guess the game that he played a ton of minutes, they just forgot. But he played 27 and a half last game. They did not let him play overtime in that one. If you get 26 to 28 minutes from him, he looks okay. But, you know, 6,200 isn't great. It's more so, I doubt they're going to announce ahead of time when they decide to remove the minutes restriction. And then he could potentially look good. Max Struess at 6,600 should play plenty. Uh, played around 29 minutes in regulation last game probably generally will play more, but uh, Mitchell and Allen look like the really interesting ones. Niang from a value standpoint, sure. 25 minutes last game, probably a little too high for a median projection, but at 4k on a slate with limited value, I get it. It's just also not the type of play that I'm particularly concerned about not getting to. Yeah. I really like Mitchell today. He's one of the two pay up options that I like truly like. And I'm getting to him, so that's making me feel a little bit better. But, you know, massive minutes. All of the offense in the world that he wants can run through him. Jazz, 26th in defensive rating, 7th in pace. So, fantastic matchup. And I, we didn't even have to talk about the revenge narrative alert for the Jazz rolling into Cleveland today. So, really like the idea of getting to Donovan Mitchell. But I am still getting to Allen. I am getting to a little bit of Struce. The Cleveland side of this one just looks a little bit better since they have two guys out. Yeah, and because they're facing Utah and not Cleveland. Uh, Brent hit us with the super chat took second in the Yahoo 20k Tuesday night baller got the John Morant $10 free square as always thanks for the content fellas congrats man I probably felt pretty nice it's a nice little payout shout out to Yahoo glad you took my advice to play minimum salary John Morant instead of Josh's That's advice to not play him was not my advice at all uh, I'll have to check out what his ownership was yesterday I got to assume it was in the 90s 90, 95, somewhere in that neighborhood. I'd love to know the people that didn't play him. Those dopes. Probably Jesse. <laughs> Can't believe you're playing a min-price John Morant. <laughs> Nobody's even out for Memphis, and people are playing $10 John Morant. Anything else for the Cavs? No. We're so far away from talking about the team that I actually want to talk about. It's kind of a shame. The Charlotte Hornets. Our 10.5-point dogs in Indiana, 249 total. Big-time total here, no surprise. Gordon Hayward probable. Mark Williams continues to be doubtful. On the Indiana side, we have uh, Andrew Nemhard out, and then it gets kind of confusing. Miles Turner questionable and Jalen Smith questionable. We have no ownership here coming into Charlotte. Uh, 6% to Nick Richards, 6% to Rozier, 2 to P.J. Washington, 9 to Brandon Miller. I'm getting to two of these guys in a pretty sizable amount, and I will like that to happen if we get to lock like this. Yeah, I like them as a tournament team if this is where their ownership's coming in. Like, I understand why nobody is standing out as being 
extremely popular despite the really good matchup. You know, you have just adjusted prices here. Rogier is almost 9K now. Hayward's pushing 70 or 7K. You have Bridges at 8,500, which based on what he's done this year is an insane salary. Uh, yes. PJ Washington is more expensive. Richards is over 6K. Miller is mid 6K. So none of these guys look like good values and none of them are going to be the highest projected guys on the slate. And generally that's how you can very quickly tell if someone's going to be really popular. They stand out as a point yeah. per dollar play or they're one of the highest projected guys. None of these guys are that. But in this game, you just have such a high ceiling for all of these guys where there's a pretty good chance at least one of them puts up a game where you just don't care that they were $400 overpriced. Um, yeah. So I like all of them as tournament plays. Uh, nobody getting more than Brandon Miller's 9% ownership on DraftKings. I'd love to get to Rozier if I can at 8,900, just playing big minutes and getting you know increased opportunities without LaMelo. Nick Richards at 6,100 looks fine. Miller shooting guard small forward looks pretty good at 6,500. Um, I'm finishing up running my stuff now to see where I'd be if the slate started right now. But um, I'd like to be getting over the field on any of these five, 6% own guys. Yeah. I've got 19% of PJ Washington. I'm totally cool with that. Like he's playing massive minutes. He's potentially closing at the five. I also got to 23% Nick Richards, which is an interesting balance between the two of them, but they're the guys that are going to be soaking up basically all of the center minutes when they can. And in this track meet of a game with a 250 total, 2% owned PJ Washington having the power forward eligibility. Like this is just a spot where I'm happy to be here against Indy. Well, there's nothing on the opposite side that makes me think that's a bad idea. Agreed. Uh, to answer the question in chat, um, does the opponent ranking in red deter you from picks like Carter Jr.? Or do you just go off of projections that ignore the red opponent's ranks? Uh, I don't even know like what, like I, I know what you're talking about, but like I couldn't tell you who has red ones. Like I, it's not something you pay attention to. Um, projections are factoring in matchup and game environment and all of that. There's also just a ton of noise in defense versus position. You know, for yeah. one, it's very difficult to even determine what position most guys play these days. Uh, and then also, it's not like it's a one on one, like a one on one. The power forward guards the power forward. There's no reason to be looking at those numbers. Yep. Um, yeah, I got 23% Richards, 19 Washington. I don't think the Washington uh, ownership is going to go anywhere. Richards is just, that could be anything. There's so many centers today, including one that I love more than everybody else, and we'll talk about it, but... I'm getting 31% Rogier. Ooh, okay. I like that. It, it feels like such sticker shock when you look at his price and you're just like, yo, he's never paying that off, but it's right. just not a, it's not the same role. And like in this matchup against a 249 total... It'll look good. Yeah, and he has been one of those guys that I get him in the morning and I get ha I'm happy about it. And then at lock, I have 1% and it pisses me off. But right now I'm getting them and I, I do like that. 8,900 in this spot, only 6% owned. I'm getting the 10% PJ Washington. Uh, he's projected to be 2% owned. Uh, happy to be yeah. there. 9% Hayward, slightly above the field. 5% Richards, 3% Miller. So mostly just mixing in these guys. But Kerry Rozier is the one that's really showing up a lot for me right now. And like I was saying before I finished running my stuff, that's kind of what I expected, that there would just be a guy or two from this team that I'm getting to. I don't yeah. think it has to be Terry Crozier. I don't think no. any one of them is like the guy, but I do like the idea of just being overweight where I can get to them because this is just a game where the median project, there, there's a very high ceiling for all of these guys and because of the pace, the matchup. So the median projection certainly not telling the full story at all. On the Indiana side, the questionable tags will really just change everything. We have 8% ownership to Buddy Heald, 21 to Bruce Brown. 
Um, not sure I totally get that. Uh, I might actually prefer Buddy Heald to Bruce Brown at half the ownership, but everything comes down to whether or not Miles Turner is playing and whether or not Jalen Smith is playing. Um, if Turner is out, Smith is 4K, Isaiah Jackson up to 5,700 now. Let's just start with Turner, who I think looks, you know, I, I certainly want to get Miles Turner if I can, if he's in here against Charlotte. Yeah, if Turner's in, I'm only getting 2% right now, which... Yeah, same. I, I wouldn't mind getting more, but the field's also at 2%, 3%, chance of being optimal. Um, it's a good matchup. It's another guy kind of like the Charlotte side, where if I were getting over the field on Turner, that would be great, but it is kind of difficult at center. And one thing making it more difficult right now, too, is that we have 2% ownership coming into Jalen Smith, but a 12% chance of being optimal. So I'm getting to 23% Jalen Smith at center. Um, that's just one of those early morning things where if Jalen Smith's confirmed in and still looks like he has a double digit chance of being optimal, he's just not going to be 2% owned. So like if the ownership projection right now was 12%, I'd probably have around 10 to 12%. And that would allow me to potentially get more miles Turner. But with the way things are projected at the moment, I'm going to, I would get more Jalen Smith than miles Turner. If everybody is in, I think it's impossible to project Jalen Smith to a point where you get him today. I mean, we only, I don't trust anything they're doing. We have him at 15 minutes, 17.8 DraftKings points. But to your point, you still have Isaiah Jackson. Now they were playing each, them alongside each other prior to the injury. Yeah. I just, I, at, like with the way that they're playing top and Neesmith now at the four, like I haven't, I don't think that you could have the confidence to go to Jalen Smith today if everybody's in. Him coming back after, you know, three weeks off, Isaiah Jackson being a part of everything. Maybe they go to Jalen Smith and he's just the backup. Maybe they're playing these guys alongside of each other in some way that we don't see coming. But, like, I don't know where these minutes are going to go. And that on this 10-gamer, I'm not trying to hitch my wagon to that one. Yeah, and it goes back to, again, I'm getting a lot of Jalen Smith right now. I don't think I'll get to it by lock. It's just the way we have him projected at the moment and the way we have his ownership projected. Right. Yeah, And, like, again, this is a 10 o'clock show with, two Q tags that dictate every bit of this. Like we'll have a lot more information on this one at six 30 and none of what we're saying is really going to matter. The two guys I am getting to are healed and Brown. The, the two guys that are not uh, questionable centers are healed and Brown. I'm getting 23% healed, 14% Brown. Uh, so I am, ba- I'm getting healed the way the field is getting Brown. And then I'm getting yeah. Brown still two X, basically the way the field's getting healed. Uh, both of those are just price and position plays guard and Ford eligibility for both guys, sub six K good matchup. These are just the guys that start showing up on slates where you don't have a lot of injury news and a lot of value. Um, these five to six K wings that are not exciting, but are functional players are going to just start being useful, especially in good matchups like this one. I've got 41% healed and 9% Brown. And I think it's just flipping these two guys aggressively against each other because of their ownership, but we'll see what that looks like a little bit later. I don't mind it for healed, you know, shooting guard, small forward, 5,800. It's the type of guy that goes away later today when we create a little bit of value. When you have the 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 mid-tier price with an MPE across guard forward, those guys are just like the nuts in the morning in comparison to what you get when you start to unlock a little bit of real value later. Anything else for the Pacers? Nope. Alrighty, schedule for the rest of the day. Man, this one can't get any easier. Uh, if you're wondering what we've got going on, it's uh, Adam and I back next. 4.45 Eastern for the deeper dive, maybe 5 o'clock. We'll see. I'll have that conversation with Jordan in a little bit. But you get us for the deeper dive tonight. Then you get NBA Live before lock afterwards. And that is it. Just NBA Live shows for today. You could also 
if you were, I don't know how many people were in that contest yesterday, Brent, but if you had the stochastic logo, if you used our avatar and you finished in the top three of a contest with 5,000 or more entries, you get one month of stochastic plus whatever, you know, up to a $200 value just by tweeting that at stochastic HOF. So go to stochastic.com slash avatar, grab our logo, put it in on DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, Owner's Box, so that you can get yourself a free package. This For the NBA, you're going to get projections, ownership, boom, bust, contest generator, uh, our SIM tool. You get all of that. It's $200 value as, as long as you're using our avatar. This costs you nothing. You don't even have to have a sub with us beforehand to get the avatar. But if you're using it, we want to reward you when you win. Chris Williams hit us with the super chat. You get, you guys deserve better gifts from Santa than most of my family. Heater still going. Split second in the DraftKings showdown last night. So 25K since September 1st. For me, that's a lot. You guys are second to none. Atone, folks. Hit the like button. That's awesome. Congrats. And for yeah. pretty much anybody, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And appreciate the, you know, you tossing out the memberships and stuff in chat. It's great to see, Chris. Congrats, man. Congrats. For whatever DFS players you think that's not a lot, there's a pretty good chance. There's probably just as good a chance that person is down like a quarter million in that time is up a lot. Yeah. I All of us are pumped if we're up 25K since September 1st. That's just like the level of sanity you get back in your brain. Right. Seeing that is, it's hard to explain how awesome it feels. <laughs> Miami Heater 5-point underdogs in Orlando, 221 total. This is the one that I need to talk about the most. And I'm very curious where we end up landing. You'll agree with me, but we're not. it's not going to be actionable right now. Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler is out. Uh, RJ Hampton is questionable. That'll probably change the game up a little bit. Uh, 4% ownership to Kyle Lowry is the highest-owned guy on DraftKings right now for Miami. I have one share. I think this team looks... Downright terrible. I don't know how you get to Miami. And that's crazy with Butler out. Yeah, I have one Kyle Lowry lineup. Yeah. That's it. Like, Bam's 9,500. Can you play Bam out of bio today? Of course. There are going to be a million centers that look better than him today, relative to salary and above him. Hero up to 8,800 already. Martin and, and Hawkes over 7K. Yeah, I don't know how you get to this team outside of maybe a little bit of Kyle Lowry. It's pretty brutal. Kevin, Kevin Love, Love out, out, by the way. Did we know that? Yeah. Okay. No, that happened right now. Well, I know what happened right now. I didn't know if he was listed as, like, doubtful before. No. No. Uh, oh, he, he was on the uh, 930 injury report. So that's interesting. Um, Probably just becomes Orlando Robinson for 13 minutes. We already and had You get a little bit more of, like, Haywood Highsmith. We already had him projected out. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, well, yeah, we updated after 9.30. I clearly did not. I don't think it matters. The other side of this one matters, though. And it matters in a big way for me. I'm just going to put it out there right now. I have 99% Wendell Carter Jr., who is now back for the Orlando Magic. Uh, for the rest of the team, Q-tag on Joe Ingles is all that matters. But let's have this conversation. Wendell Carter Jr. is 5,400 for today. We have him projected for 15% ownership. The question becomes, how many minutes does he play? I gave him 28. I think that might even be low, but 28 felt safe. I'll have him everywhere if he's 15% owned at 5,400. 
we gave him 25 and a half and I got 71%. Right. Like he had a broken finger on his non-shooting hand. To me, there's no reason that he doesn't come back and just play like he did. Especially because like he's on an actual NBA team now. It's not like yeah. this is, you know, terrible Orlando. Like they had like obviously things have been going well for them running out that combination, like, you know, running their current center combination, but I don't think there's anybody out there that thinks Wendell Carter Jr. is not just their starter and closer at like nobody's usurping him there unless it's Bancaro. I don't know how to go any lower than like 28 to me makes the most sense. Yeah, agreed. Um, I, I didn't know where they actually were in the standings. I just knew they were good. But fourth in the East right now, like this isn't a team that is going to just play games or should just play games with, you know, Carter's minutes and attempts to like lose games like they might have last year. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he plays a lot. Again, twenty five. We have him at twenty five and a half right now. That is as low as I would go. Um, I I wouldn't. I couldn't go lower than twenty six. Yeah, like I think it's, which is like you know essentially the same answer. Like we're, we're rounding that up there, right? Um, like probably a little bit higher, but even that, I'm getting seventy one percent. The big thing here is how high does the ownership actually end up being? Because it's, there's no chance it's fifteen if we if everybody has the same assumption. Right. Exactly. Like there's, it just can't be if. I'm going through my process, which is not different than I'm sure a lot of other 150 max guys processes. And so are you, and you're getting a hundred and I'm getting 75 at 15%. It's just telling you it's not 15%. Um, yeah. But the only way again, this changes is if we get news saying he's on a minutes limit or whatever, that's coming off be the like, bench yep. or like two, three K centers or somehow starting somewhere. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, the way it looks right now, that ownership won't be right, but also, he's clearly one of the best plays on the slate. Yeah, I don't. There's like nothing else you could do. That's the guy that I wanted to talk about the most. But to me, he's the easiest play to get to. Like, especially again with the way the slate looks right now, where you don't have a lot of value standing out. Yeah. Where Derek Jones Jr. is projected to be the highest owned guy on the slate. You know that speaks to what is available in that five to six k range. Like Wendell Carter Jr. for. The season, only 0.82 DraftKings points per minute, but usually a better player than that and has only played 150 minutes or so this year. Yeah. Yeah. Looks very good. After that, uh, no ownership is really coming into Orlando. If you want to get to shares of Franz or Bancaro, I think it's okay. I mean, like Suggs is fine, but I think it's really just get as much as you can of Wendell Carter Jr. the way that it's constituted now, and you're probably not paying attention to the rest of Orlando. I'm actually getting a ton of Suggs and Bancaro right now. Really? Um, okay, talk to me. I have 35% Suggs right now. I think it's just a function of salary. It's not like we have a crazy projection on him. We have 8% to be optimal, 7% ownership, but he is only 5,700. So I think he's just kind of being utilized the way that like Buddy Heald and Bruce Brown were. Um, it's the kind of play that, again, I don't think I end up with 35%. I assume that comes down by the time we do the deeper dive, but I sort of get it right now just based on that salary. And then I'm getting to 18% Bancaro. That one's just, it's Paolo Bancaro, 8K, 8% ownership, 11% chance of being optimal. Going a little bit under-owned, and you're not mad about using him as a contrarian play. No, I, I didn't expect you to be getting there, but like those are the guys that I would expect you to be getting to. So, but yeah, Wendell Carter Jr. season. We'll see where that ends up. As we get closer to lock, because we've got a lot of time to try to hash it all out. We keep it moving. We go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Three-point underdogs in Philadelphia. 226 total. For the Wolves, they're at full strength. Kyle Anderson is 11% owned. That's the high mark for Minnesota. So if you're curious how bad of a play they are, Kyle Anderson is leading the charge for the Wolves. 
Uh, I got one share of Rudy Gobert. I basically don't have Minnesota. This is the number one and number four defense in the league. Yeah, I got the three percent Gobert as my high mark for Minnesota. Uh, all of their starters, other than Anderson, um, Towns, Edwards, Gobert, Conley, pulling two to five percent ownership. They're all projected to be a little bit under owned. They all have like a five to six percent chance of being optimal. They're sort of like Charlotte in the sense that you have a bunch of just you know competent good players that aren't getting ownership. The difference is that they're facing Philly and they're not facing the Pacers. So clearly like I'm going to be leaning towards like the 5% on Terry Rogier over a, you know, 3% on Anthony Edwards, for example, but uh, there is talent, low on talent there. It's just very, very tough to get to 3% go bears the high mark for me. I don't have any Kyle Anderson at that ownership. Um, I have one lineup piece with Edwards, Con- uh, Conley and Towns. Hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just not that kind of game. Fantastic game. Like, I want to watch this one. Minnesota Philly, we're talking about two of the top five teams in net rating on the year. Like, you get whatever the Joel Embiid cat dynamic is going to be. Anthony Edwards has been in the news as of late. So there's a little bit of extra dynamic there. Um, shout out, shout out, Ant, I guess. <laughs> on the Philly end, a little bit different here. Nick Batum is it's, it's out. Got, it's got to, Go. like, suck, though. Like, knowing that any text and interactions like that are just being made public. Yeah. I, I probably can't share my thoughts on this one, right? I don't know what they are. I, I'm surprised he's getting in as much grief. I kind of am. Like, I don't think he did anything wrong. He didn't do anything like egregiously wrong. Like at, at, at worst, you are just saying you have different beliefs than him, which. Cool. Yeah. Like, Maybe he didn't take the right amount of tact in his text messages, but like right. that's not what I'm holding him up for. Yeah, I'd... he sent the same text I would have sent. <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, Philly side, so no Batum. Q tag on Covington. Q tag on Morris. That's actually like mildly important. If all three of them happen to end up out, we we probably create some sort of value here. But for now. ownership to DeAnthony Melton and nobody else. I would love to get to 11-6 Embiid. I just find it to be incredibly difficult to do so. And as of right now, I've already locked up one center spot with Wendell Carter Jr. So I'm certainly not getting Embiid in the morning. But how do you feel about uh, the only guy that's getting ownership? And then what do you want to do with the rest of Philly? Uh, Yeah, so I'm getting to 26% Melton, 2x the field there. Again, he's just 5,700. Right now, it looks like a slate where... If you are playing actual minutes and you are priced around $5,500, I will play a lot of you. Hopefully changes by the time we get to lock. Certainly don't want crazy amounts of DeAnthony Melton today, but he's the only guy I'm getting to. It goes without saying, if you can get to Embiid, great. Uh, but Wendell Carter, how much of him I'm getting is going to make that difficult. And then also the lack of value uh, with Embiid at 11-6 just makes it tough. But uh, Melton's the only guy I'm getting to right now. Yeah, and me too. And I don't want to. Is Jordan... Preaching abstinence in chat right now. I don't. I don't probably don't do it in the first place. I think she's an IG model, not a, not a stripper. Can they hear you? Okay. Well, it would be a lot cooler if they did, because then we're just standing, sitting yeah, here. My, my, my response would make a lot more sense if they knew what you had said. Yeah, he, he yeah. shouldn't have got her pregnant in the first place. It's easy. It's I don't think he simple. wanted to, man. I mean, he could avoid it. There's a bunch of ways to do that. Yeah, you try avoiding it. 
It's a, it's really easy to say that when no one wants to talk to you on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> then you become Anthony Edwards, and it's just, what are you supposed to do, man? Like It becomes a lot different. A lot different. What's that bit for Bill Burr? It's like people just talking smack about Tiger Woods. And it's like, yeah, they never had a busload of Norwegian <laughs> women waiting for you when you got off of the green. Like, life changes a little bit. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, Philly, I, I do want to hit you with one thing. Are you with no uh, with no Nick Batum? Is your assumption that Kelly Oubre starts? Or do you think they go to one of the random, like, replace a Nick Batum with a Nick Batum mask? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it could be either. Uh, right now, we do have Kelly Oubre at 29 minutes, so I think that's what we have projected, and he's still not showing up for me. Rosso music. Edwards just ain't careful. I keep women around me and I don't have no kids. I can't imagine what it's like to be a charismatic athlete millionaire. I, that, that's what I was going to say to Jordan, too. We're talking about <laughs> Anthony Edwards, too. It's not just like this dude's rich. Like he's, yeah, like you said, charismatic, extremely likable, obviously extremely rich. Like, yeah, it's, I, it, it's unrelatable to speak about. Like, no matter how much success you've had in life or pulling the gals, it's not even on the, like, you're not even, it's not comparable. No. He can send a DM, like, he could just put out an Instagram post today, like, hey, gals, I'm going to be in Philadelphia tonight. Line them up. And he wouldn't even be able to check his messages. (laughs) It would break his phone. It would, like, it would overheat and melt because it would just be a never ending supply of women and men just getting in line as fast as they could. I can't imagine what that's like. I can't imagine what that's like. Anyway, nothing else for Philly, right? Does it matter? Like, does it matter who starts? I don't really think so because like I said, right now we have Ubre projected to start and I'm still not getting there. Obviously he looks better if he starts than if he doesn't. Um, Covington's already up to 4,500 Morris, if he's in and starting at 3,900, I guess maybe since we don't have value, like it, it depends what happens with value elsewhere too. You know, if nothing has opened up, sure. Take some shots at a $4,500 Covington, if he starts or something like that, but none of it would actually look good. I don't think. Okay. Had to ask. Uh, Dez wants to know if we have any Nas Reed love. I am quite confident he is unplayable. I don't have him. Yeah, he's unplayable. He's 6K. Yeah. New York Knicks in the Battle of New York. One-point favorites in Brooklyn. 232 total. 23% ownership coming into an $8,700 Julius Randle. Uh, 10 to 15 coming into Hartenstein and quickly. And we got to address the one issue for today. We have a Q tag on Jericho Sims. I have a feeling they're going to start Taj Gibson and still keep Hartenstein coming off the bench. But do you think the Q tag matters? I guess it only matters if we get Hartenstein starting. Yeah, and even like, I don't know how much it matters because I'm already getting 24% Hartenstein. I have one share of him, but again... I also only have one ability to get centers in my lineup, so I'm not right. surprised. And with Hartenstein, like if he starts, his playing time projection goes up a little bit, but his point per minute comes down. I think it kind of just 
balances out. I mean, we have him at 29 minutes right now. Does it really come down for this team? He's like, like 0.77 as a starter since last year. That's really weird because like they don't really run like shitty bench mob units that he like gets to get a bunch of yeah. shots in comparison. Anyway, what do you think about quickly? What do you think about Randall here? Uh, yeah, so like I said, I'm getting Hardenstein the most. I'm getting 19% Randall. Um, happy to get there. Fields at 23%. Uh, he is going a little bit over-owned, but still looks good at 8,700. And with this being a slate that lacks value, it does make these mid-range guys look a little bit better also. Um, Hart is actually my third highest on guy right now. So the field we have projected to get to 15% quickly at 5,200. I have 14% Hart at 5,100 instead. Perfectly fine making that pivot. Yeah. So 2% quickly, 14% hard for me. I have no issues with that. If you wanted to play more quickly, also fine. But I don't think there's a big difference between those two. Um, yeah, I don't have much else here. I only got the 10% Randall, but I do think he looks like the best option from the Knicks if we just have to choose one of them. But keep your eye on the news. And if we get... Worth... I'll say also, Hartenstein did start the second half last game. Just out of curiosity, would you want to play Taj Gibson at 3K if you were the starter? No. Okay. Just putting it out there. I just, at best, he's getting the Jericho Sims minutes. At worst, and probably more likely, he's getting like a rotation in each half. I agree. Uh, Brooklyn Nets, 10% ownership to Cam Johnson, 10% ownership to Mikel Bridges, 20 to Nick Claxton, around 10 or Spencer Dinwiddie. I'm getting to everybody but Dinwiddie right around their f- field numbers too. I don't think anybody looks great for the Nets, but the prices are a little bit better than they are for like some other teams. Yeah, we've sort of seen their prices. They'd gotten really expensive and this team had gotten sort of unplayable when like Cam Thomas came back. But now they're starting to come back down and on a slate where pricing is really tight across the board, it is just making them look pretty good. Uh, Nick Claxton, 15% is my highest owned guy right now from this team um, fields at 19%. So nothing crazy there. 13% Cameron Johnson, 11% Finney Smith. Uh, so I am a bit over the field on a $4,600 Finney Smith. We have him projected for 4% ownership, 11% chance of being optimal. So not surprising that I am getting a bit more of him than the field uh, similar to the field on Cameron Johnson, 7% Mikel Bridges, pretty much in line with the field, 3% Cam Thomas, 2% Dinwiddie. Just getting to six, getting to six guys from this team, Nobody in any crazy amounts, though. Yeah, I have 15 Claxton, 15 Bridges, 10 Cam Johnson. That all seems totally reasonable to me. It's kind of like a really meh game of filler. Like nothing that I really feel great about having. Anything else for Brooklyn? I'm just laughing at the people in chat that think that they're remotely comparable to Anthony Edwards and picking up women. Yeah, yeah. I love you, Des, but you have not... I don't, it doesn't even matter how, like, I don't even have to know how true any of it is. I'm quite confident that the NBA players are pulling better gals than you. And just it's, more in abundance. Like, yeah, the volume is probably so, so, staggering. So you're looking at this saying, oh, I've had hotter girls than whoever Anthony Edwards knocked up. Anthony Edwards doesn't agree with you. That is obviously yeah. what Anthony Edwards likes because he had his choice of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, to be a famous, like you don't even have to be a famous NBA player to clean up. 
but yeah, the the volume. But there's, I mean, you can run you you can run your number of like the national debt counter if you want to. Yeah, and it's not. And again, it's like yeah, I don't. It's it's you can look at her and say, oh, like I've I've been with Hotter Girls, but like it's not like Anthony Edwards was like going home alone from the bar and that was like what was available. He sought yeah. her out. Yes. Did you ever see uh, John Cena talking about picking up gals on the yes. road on Howard Stern? Uh, well, I saw and he's like, I got one for like 260 or something last week. Yeah, yeah, I, I think. I think I've seen it. Their peak quality cannot be worse. If you want to say their median quality is lower, that could be true. Um, but their peak quality cannot be worse. That is an impossibility. Anyway, uh, Sleeper's the sponsor for today. If you want to sleeper with all of these gals, sign up using the link in the description. Get up to $500 on your first deposit. They have bumped up their deposit match. You can put in up to $500 and they will match with $500. Now you can put in a little bit less, but they're going to match it either way up to 500 bones. You can net up to 100x payouts at Sleeper because they have dynamic payouts. It's not just even action on both sides of the Pick'em streets. If there's heavy juice on one of those ends, then you're going to get a much bigger or smaller multiplier. And that's what's going to drive you all the way up to 100x. You've got all the sports that you're normally looking for for Pick'em sites. Odd Shopper can help you out if you're looking for even more. They've got the free square going on for tonight for Jason Tatum. Uh, that's going to be more than 0.5 points. So as long as Tatum is playing today, you've also got a free square. Take advantage of these deposit offers, guys, especially when they bump this bad boy up to 500 bucks. Find whatever you can do to get $500 and match that deposit. Figure out where you want to play after that, but take advantage of the free money. Shout out to Sleeper, link in the description. Also, if you're older than me, you definitely didn't have access because Instagram came out when I was like in college, I think. Yeah. So if you're older than me, you're just talking about, yeah, I go, I got, I went to the bar and like pulled girls, like as yeah. opposed to having everyone in your city in your DMs at any time. It's, it's, I bet it's stag. I mean, you probably, a lot of these guys probably have to hire someone to deal with it. <laughs> it's a full-time job to sort those things. I'd be, I'd be sending up like job applications. You got to send in all of these pictures and stuff, right. just fully automate that. Denver Nuggets, four and a half point favorites in Toronto, 229 total. Everybody available today for the Denver Nuggets. Everybody available for the Toronto Raptors. 10% ownership to Jamal Murray is the high mark for Denver. I don't know how you get to Nikola Jokic today. I can't get to Embiid. Uh, and I think Jokic is behind Embiid on today's slate, even though they're both close. I don't really have much of Denver. Yeah, uh, I usually don't. Today, I have 25% Murray, which I'm fine with. But other than that, don't have much. Um, again, he's just a relatively high upside, $7,200 guard on a slate with limited value. So he's 10% owned. I'm a little over 2x that. Other than that, though, 2% Michael Porter Jr., 1% Gordon. I do have one Jokic lineup right now, which is infinitely more than Embiid lineups. But uh, just not getting to either of those guys. Murray's the only one I have from Denver. All righty. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's kind of wild to me that like nothing's really changed. I don't want to say it like this, but like, cause it's not totally true, but Nikola Jokic has gone from, Oh my God, like do whatever you can to get him to, 
I'm not really sure yet. Nikola Jokic is like super playable. Right. And, like and he, he is. Like, he is, obviously. But right. He's not it's been like this for a couple of weeks where it's just been so difficult to get to Embiid or Jokic. Yeah. Oh. And then we go to Toronto. 14% ownership coming into Dennis Schroeder. Single digits across the board. I'd be okay with really any one of the starters. Scotty Barnes at 9,300 is a tough sell, but I do have 27% Dennis Schroeder right now. Uh, I'm having no trouble getting to him. What are you doing with Toronto? Not getting the much. Um, 9% Pirtle, 7% Schroeder, pretty much all that I have here. I have a Scotty Barnes lineup and a Chua lineup, but yeah, Field's not getting a lot. Schroeder's at 14%. I'm about half that. Uh, Pirtle, 5,800, 9% owned. I have 9%. I assume you don't because of how much Carter you have, but um yeah, overall, pretty unappealing team. I think Schroeder and Pirtle look like the easiest to get to. Yeah. So, I mean, $8,600, like, we need to have a conversation about $8,600 Siakam being unowned and Julius Randle not being unowned. Like, Randle's pulling 23% ownership. Pascal Siakam is one. They are not that separated by 100 bucks. We have them projected like eight points apart or seven points apart. I have it three and a half. We have we'll call it 1.28 for Randall on the season, 1.15 for Pascal Siakam. Like it's a tenth of a point to Randall, but it's not. And like, even if you want to say Siakam's two or 3%, that is a big time split of two guys that are relatively comparable. Yeah. I mean, so we have, we have Randall at one and a quarter points per minute. We have Siakam at one, one, and we have Randall playing like two more minutes. How many minutes do we give Randall? 37 and a half. Interesting. Okay. I mean, these guys play the exact same minutes. Pascal Siakam rolling average recently, 35.7. Randall, 36.1. Shout out Pascal Siakam for being unowned on a day where I don't know how he's unowned. Putting that one out there right now. Grab yourself some Siakam if you don't like Julius Randle. Easy pivot. I do agree with that. Yeah. As far as like, he's just a natural pivot to Randle. Four point favorites. That would be the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Chicago Bulls. No ownership coming into the Lakers. Q tag on AD, Q tag on LeBron. They are the only two guys that you could roster here. They're not getting it because they're in the 10Ks. I don't have them and won't have them, but if somebody gets ruled out, I might. Lakers? Yeah. Yeah, um, I have like 1% LeBron, 1% Davis. Clearly, whatever you get of them is fine, but tough to get to them at their salaries with the value we have right now. Nothing else from the Lakers looks remotely interesting. We did, we are getting another body back in that rotation that is actually a rotation body in Gabe Vincent. So yeah, um, yeah if you can get to one of the two stars, great. Otherwise, I don't really see anything you could make a case for. Yeah, it's got to be, it's impossible to get to D'Angelo Russell now. Um, you got to be very nervous about Cam Reddish, Austin Reeves, like, Gabe Vincent is what they want Russell to be in the final eight minutes of a game, which is potentially closing. Um, it has just gotten incredibly complicated for the Lakers. For the Bulls, all over the map. So I assume you've got 80% Kobe White. We'll talk about that in a bit. But uh, 15% ownership to Caruso. $4,300 Drummond is getting love. 
17% ownership to $3,500 Javon Carter. We could throw all the Chicago ownership in the trash. I really like DeMar DeRozan at 8,100, small forward, power forward. One of the only two guys that can do anything offensively for the Bulls. What do you like here for the Bulls? And then let's talk shit about how we're not going to be playing 17% of Javon Carter. Yeah, I I mean, right now I have 59% Caruso and 15% Carter. Yeah. Those just aren't going to hold. Like no. the the reason you're getting there, or I'm getting there right now is shooting guard, small forward, 5,100 Caruso projected for 23 DraftKings points. Sure. He fits into lineups, but it's just not going to be something that actually happens by lock. Same for Javon Carter, 14 fantasy point projection, 17% owned. We have more than 22% chance of being optimal at 14 fantasy points. Just not going to be the case at lock. Um, yeah. As far as the real players I'm getting to, I am getting to 10% Kobe white. So slightly over the field, but pretty much in line with it. He's just playing huge minutes and playing better this year than in the past. He's now a good shooter. And yeah. again, just playing massive minutes also without Zach Levine, uh, getting to 9% Vooch, 7% Williams, 2% DeRozan. I think by the time you get to lock, this is just another team where, you know, it's Toronto, it's Charlotte. It's you're just mixing these guys in the main pieces and they look fine. Uh, I'm never going to be upset too upset about getting Kobe white. I, I will be upset about getting Kobe white until the game is over and he has 50 points again, but you know, Vooch, White, DeRozan, any of those guys are going to be fine. Nothing here is likely to actually look like a priority. No, that 17% ownership to Drummond isn't sticking around either. No. 8% to Dallin Terry. This is just not even close. Not even close. Uh, anything else for the Bulls? No. All righty. Final thing to talk about before we finish it off with three more lovely basketball games would be the promo code bowl 50 percent off our college dfs package if you do it for a month that's 25 bucks you get college football projections and ownership and advanced data all through the end of the college football season and you would then get a month of college basketball projections as well so if you are interested in college dfs take advantage now before this deal goes away the promo code is bowl 50 percent off a week or a month links in the description or in chat all right, uh, Atlanta Hawks, four-point underdogs in Houston, 234 total. We do have a Q tag on Bogdan Bogdanovich, which will probably not matter a ton because right now they are facing the 22nd team in pace, the seventh-ranked defense. 6% ownership to Clint Capella is the high mark right now. I don't have a single share of the Atlanta Hawks. I have 7% Capella. I have one lineup with Bogdanovich. Pretty much what the field's doing. Field's at 6% Capella, 1% Bogdanovich. I don't have any issues with that, but very unappealing matchup. Team is getting healthier. It's prices are coming up. You know, Capella's up to 7,100. It's it's tough to prioritize anything here. Dez hating on women here. All women try to follow the same blueprint and only date men who are rich. To be fair, that should be everyone's blueprint. I'm not saying it's a, a requirement, but I'm certainly not like, wow, I hope that I can go out here today and find the poorest woman to date. Yeah, I've, I've never been talking to someone, had them tell me they make a lot of money and walked away. No, it's not like, like I don't require it, but it is yeah, no, I don't, I don't better care, than the opposite. It, doesn't hurt. <laughs> it no. doesn't hurt. No. Yeah, that is, everyone should be striving for the top of the ladder. You just probably not going to get it. But yeah, if uh, Katie does well, but if she were like a brain surgeon, that would be even cooler. If she were a brain surgeon, she probably wouldn't be with you. Yeah, that's 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 fair. I, I hit the perfect level of intelligence and financial uh, 
ability that I, I, I got what I needed there any smarter and I would be shit out of luck. <laughs> That's uh, uh, who's the one of the, I don't remember what baseball player just married uh, like a surgeon or something. And hmm. he was like, no, she likes how dumb I am because it gives her like a change of pace. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Houston Rockets on the opposite side, 10 to 15% ownership coming into Dylan Brooks, Jabari Smith, Jalen Green and Tari Eason. Uh, very minimal coming into Van Vliet and Shangoon. I've got a ton of two of these guys, but it's not the two I want. Yeah, so I'm getting obviously a better spot for Houston than for Atlanta. I'm getting to 19% Tari Eason. I'm getting to 15% Dylan Brooks as my two highest owned guys here. Uh, Eason coming in at 12% owned. Brooks coming in at 12, 13% owned. I have 13% Jabari Smith, 12% Jalen Green. Pretty much in line with the field on those guys. So uh, the four guys that are getting the most ownership, Smith, Eason, Green, Brooks, I am pretty much right around the field. Pricing is reasonable. Matchup is good. That's really enough to make you appealing on this slate. I'm getting to 7% Van Vliet, 5% Shangun. Uh, so pretty, I'm pretty much just with the field on Houston top to bottom. Yeah, I have 49% Jalen Green and 49% Jabari Smith. Yeah, well, it's hard to get that much Jalen Green when you have 60% Alex Caruso. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I like the Houston side. Atlanta's 27th in defensive rating, 5th in pace. This is a phenomenal matchup for a Houston Rockets team that we don't normally get to. The one guy I'm not getting to is Eason. I'm totally fine with that. 6,100 off the bench. I don't care how much he's closing right now. That is a very tough salary for him to pay off. It is. Uh, I mean, obviously a good point per minute guy, good matchup, good positional eligibility. The only one of the actual players on Houston that has MPE on draftings. I know that's the that I, I pointed that out on the process today. Jalen Green, shooting guard, Jabari Smith, power forward, Van Vliet, point guard, Brooks, small forward. Getting hosed there. But yeah, like I I like Tari Eason in this matchup, but his price is now like at the peak of what it can be for what his current role is. Right. And and I mean it's really scary. And I think you just mentioned it, but like last game he played 33 minutes. Five of that was overtime. So you're down to 28. He yeah. played the final 19 and a half minutes of the game. That's just not a sustainable rotation when Jabari Smith didn't play any of those minutes. In right. the first half, Tari Eason played eight, nine minutes. Like, yeah, you are live for these 28-minute games. You're also live for some 18-minute games at $6,100. Yeah, like I went 26 minutes, which I think is about the ceiling of what you can comfortably give him and trust it. And he looks fine. That's all. Just fine. Yeah, like I don't like I said, I I have I don't remember what I said, like fifteen percent, something like that. Yeah. If the slate, you know, as the slate changes, I probably start to lose some of that. But he is priced. Uh, he he's priced to his ceiling for his current role. Yes, agreed. Like you look at the game before that, he played thirty minutes. Uh, Jabari Smith two fouls in the first three minutes and forty seconds goes to the bench. Tari Eason comes in, plays really well. Uh, Tari Eason also closes the half after Jabari Smith picks up his third foul. So uh, he comes in earlier than he normally would. He picks up an extra three minutes at the end of the half. You start the third quarter. Jabari Smith picks up foul number four three minutes in. Tari Eason comes in early again. So you know again he he can play those minutes and when he gets them he is productive. But you're also seeing some weird circumstances lately that I think are kind of inflating the minutes that people think he's going to play. The LA Clippers are three-point favorites in Dallas, 239 total. I thought I was going to have a lot more of this one. It's single-digit ownership across the board to everybody. Uh, Everybody's in for the Clippers, except for we do have a Q tag on Paul George, which will open up Harden and Kawhi in a big way if he happens to be out. But I'll take any one of George, Kawhi, or 
uh, Harden. I thought Kawhi and Paul George would look pretty good given the MPEs and the mid-8K price tags and the total on this game, but I basically don't have the Clippers. Yeah, I thought I would have more than I do as well. Uh, 12% Kawhi is a little bit over the field, but that's really all I'm getting to right now. I only have 3% George. I don't have any Harden. I have 3% Powell, shooting guard small forward, 5,800 or 5,400 rather. Um, It's a team I would like to get more of, you know, if we do start getting some value throughout the day. Uh, Also, shout out to everyone that was with a straight face claiming James Harden was no longer a top 50 NBA player like three weeks ago. I mean, most people aren't good at this. That's that's kind of how it is. He's been phenomenal. Shocking phenomenal. He was never bad. No, no, he was not. No, he was not. Uh, currently sitting at where's he hiding? Twenty first in offensive EPM. Can't beat it. Yeah, nineteen percent usage for Harden too, which is wild. Yep. And twenty first in offensive EPM when he did clearly have an adjustment period to playing with a new team and not having played the entire season previously. The Dallas side of this one is where you get to the clear to me best payup option for today. That's 12 to Luka Doncic who's playing massive minutes. I only got to 17%, but we're projecting eight. So give me all the Luka that I can get. Unfortunately, I'm getting all of the Derek Jones Jr. I can get 35% owned right now, 5K small forward. I have 63%. I'm also getting to a bit of Grant Williams, who has 10% ownership. I'm getting to a bit of Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, I'm not getting to Dwight Powell and... Definitely not getting to Rashawn Holmes, man. That guy can suck it. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a ton of Derek Jones Jr. I have 65% right now. He's projected to be the highest owned guy on the slate at 35%. He's projected to be over-owned, uh, 16% chance of being optimal. But this price tag and the small forward position just opens up a lot. So I am getting there. I'm getting to like 19% Tim Hardaway, who's only 5% owned, 6,200 shooting guard, small forward. Again, I just am utilizing a lot of guys in that price range right now. Only getting to 11% Luka, so a little bit over the field, but nothing too crazy. Grant Williams showing up around 8%, pretty close to the field there. I'm also not getting to Dwight Powell, not getting to Exum. Um, so Derek Jones right now looks like the clear priority. I am over the field on Tim Hardaway by quite a bit as well. Do you think Luka is the best payup option today? So the options are like, the Lakers guys, Embiid, Jokic, Luka? Uh, if you want to say anybody above 10K, that will be that will open up the list a little bit more to Mitchell, Tatum, LeBron, AD, Trey Young, Halliburton, Jokic, Embiid, and Doncic. I think there's two and a half answers to this question. I think it's him or Mitchell. Okay. If you want to tell me that it's Embiid because he's $800 cheaper than Luka, I can get behind that a bit. Sure. Seven there. Exactly. That's positionally, it becomes difficult when you're center only. That's why I said two and a half. Yeah. Because Embiid is obviously going to have a monster projection, especially based on the way that he's been playing. But from a raw points perspective, the way that Luka is playing right now, I want to hit you with this one just in case you like, because I know you don't look at uh, the prop market or anything like that. Give a guess. I mean, not that it matters. I'm just going to hit you with Luka's points prop for today. Now, reminder, this is the number eight defense, 19th in pace. Luca's points prop is 36 and a half. If the Dallas Mavericks today were playing in Indiana, would Luka Doncic have a 40 point points prop for today? Did you hear anything I said? Uh, 40 point, uh, <laughs> 40 point points prop if they were playing in Indiana. It's 36 and a half today against the Clippers. If this game were the Pacers, 
he would be dangerously close to being projected for 40 points today. Yeah, I agree. That's insane to think about. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, playing 40 minutes against the Pacers is going to happen, or if he were playing the Pacers. Yeah. Like, when I saw it this morning, I was like, oh my God, he is... If you take the defensive rank from 8th to 30th, and then you take the 19th ranked pace team to the top three, Luka Doncic is going to be projected for like a 40-point triple-double. I... We need to get that to happen soon enough before Kyrie comes back. Yeah, before Kyrie's back. But anyway, uh, lots to like here for the Dallas Mavericks right now, which I was not expecting earlier today. You ready to close this out? Yep. The Boston Celtics are two and a half point favorites in Sacramento, 236 total. No ownership coming into Boston. We don't have an injury report for these guys because they are on a back-to-back. By all accounts, it's going to be a Q tag on Kristaps Porzingis. Probably a Q tag on Jason Tatum based on what he did yesterday. And I don't expect Al Horford to play because he hasn't played a back-to-back yet this year. I took Horford out. I have the other guys in. And I'm probably not getting to anybody from Boston. 2% Drew is all that I have right now. Um, Just tough to get to this team when they are essentially healthy. Uh, We don't have Horford projected in either. Doesn't matter for getting to them. We're going to need... If Tatum ends up out, things start to look way different here for Boston. Yeah, but like Jalen Brown's already up to eighty eight hundred. Porzingis is already oh, wow. up to eighty two hundred. I didn't. Even, I didn't see that Jalen Brown was at eighty eight hundred. Yeah, that's going to be. That's going to be like tricky. obviously those guys will look better, but I think it's yeah. more so they go from I'm not getting them at all to I'm getting a little bit. Yeah, they they all become like five percenters, guys that you're working in. They'll look a lot like everybody else. Now, if you get like Tatum and Porzingis somehow with Horford already out, we're running back the the Kata experience once again, probably, which should be great. I love that he's just getting real minutes now. It's that it doesn't get much more frustrating than that. Played 21 yesterday. Yeah. So stupid. But yeah, it's hard to get to. Sacramento side equally as unappealing. Highest owned guy is 9% Trey Lyles who doesn't even have power forward eligibility. There's no ownership coming in. If I'm getting anybody, it's going to be Fox or Sabonis, and I don't even have those guys. Yeah, love to get to those guys if I can, but pretty difficult on this slate in this matchup. Um, 3% Malik Monk, 3% Herter, 1% Barnes, so still just living in that price range where I have been. Monk's salary did come down. Uh, He's down to 6,300. He's been a problem for me, more so on shows lately. It's like I get to him in the morning, I get to him on deeper dive, and then something happens news-wise, and I end up not playing Monk. Um, I'm only getting 3% now anyway, but it is kind of interesting that salary dropped like 10%. Kind of a wild slate. Very curious where this Wendell Carter Jr. stuff's going to go. Yeah, I mean, the ownership has to end up being like 30. At a minimum. I mean, it's all just going to come down to what like the consensus is for his playing time. I don't know if he ever makes it to the prop market or not on this. Yeah, but like the consensus, as long as he's starting, the consensus can't be lower than the 25 and a half that we projected this morning and that I used that Agreed. still said if he's 15% owned, he's the best play on the slate. Yeah, I agree. Look, 99% of my lineups to start the day. And even if he was projected for 35% ownership, I don't think that's changing. He just looks that good. Joe Ingles is out, which shouldn't matter. Yeah, no, that won't matter. Um, video and article today? Yes. Prize picks video is already out. Contenders videos will be out in a bit. Shout out to Sleeper. 
for being the sponsor here. Adam and I will be back a bit later for the deeper dive with hopefully a lot more information. So good luck to everybody. Hit the like button on your way out the door and we will talk to you later.